0: The more I learn about Jesus and the power of that gospel, the more I am in awe of the power of God. I'm going to begin this morning with a story, and it's going to challenge some of you. Some of you, it's going to make very happy. Some of you, you're going to actually get mad, and I hope you get mad. Because when you get mad, then you're going to have to consider your ways. But the story begins in a little town in southeastern Missouri. A boy that was a, 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 son of a, a son of a farmer, a farm boy. And he was part of a, a American, German-American family. And I grew up with some of those. In the household, the family spoke both German and English. First and second generation Germans. We had a lot of those in Ohio. And this one was in southwest, southeastern Missouri. His parents were German. He spoke fluent German and fluent English. When he was a teenager, he told his dad he wanted to be a minister. And his dad didn't want him to be a minister. But the son went on and did it anyway. He, he said he had a heart for the lowly, for the, the dregs of the earth. And when he, be, he became a Lutheran minister, the family was Lutheran. And after he became a Lutheran minister, he had a small church. But where he really ministered was he went down to the, to the highways and the byways. He went down to the streets and ministered to the street people. He ministered to the, the guys in jail. He ministered to those kind of people. That's where his heart was at. World War II happened. He had two sons in 1943 that went to the army. And the next year, he joined the army also as a chaplain. And he was sent over to England, and he ministered to our soldiers over there. Then he was sent to Europe. And he had, because he was Lutheran, and because he was fluent in German, he also ministered to the German prisoners and the civilians. He was able to speak to them. Well, the end of the war happened, and in 1945, he got a call from one of the officers to come see him. And the officer explained to him that they were getting ready to start the Nuremberg trials. If any of you ever had history, you know what the Nuremberg trials were. 21 of Hitler's closest, the high-ranking officers were put on trial in Nuremberg. 21 of them. Some of them had committed suicide with Hitler, or right after he did, but they had 21. They rounded up as many as they could, and they were going to try them for crimes against humanity. And this officer, being an American, and I want to say this, their America has always been a Christian nation. It was founded by people that came here that wanted to worship God as they read in the Bible. And you can stomp it out You can tear it out from the history books. You can try to hide it. But the people that began America, our founding fathers included, were Christians, and they believed in God, and they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why our country is the way it is. Because our country is this way, this officer asked this gentleman, and his name was Henry Cherokee, it was pronounced the German G E R E C K E, but it was pronounced Cherokee. He was not Native American, he was German. But he asked Mr. Cherokee, he said, We are requesting ministers to go minister to these 21 arrogant, high ranking officers of the German rank. They need to be ministered to during the trial. Now, he got a whole bunch of backlash. Even the officers in his own army said that ministering to these 21 high officials is bordering on treason. And he said that if you do this, you are also going to be considered anti-Semitic because of what the Germans did for the Jews. And Henry Cherokee finally had to decide that his loyalty was to Jesus and the gospel. Now I'm going to minister to you the power of the gospel with this man ministered. They, they figured he could work with these men because, one, he was German. He spoke fluent German. Two, he, could, he ministered to, on missions and the streets and the prisoners. And three, he was Lutheran. And most of these men, um, I think out of 21, 13 were Lutheran. That's most of what Germany was. Lutheran and Catholic, I think. And he decided to go ahead and do it. He and there was a, a Catholic priest, but he was the he was the Protestant. And he went and he met each of the 21 high officials, and we're talking some that were close friends with Hitler. We are talking about the men who were responsible, responsible for the death of six million Jews. Some of them in this, on these, in these 21s were directly responsible for the death of six million Jews, seven million undesirables, as the Germans called them. Not to mention the people that were put in prisons and put to work for the, for the war machine that were tortured. These were the men that were responsible for it. And he went and he, min- he talked to each one of them, and he offered his services to minister to them. When he was finished 13, Said you could go ahead and speak to them. Some refused. I think it was Garing that told him that Jesus was nothing to him but another smart Jew. But he ministered to 13, had chapel with them, talked to them. Talked to them about the gospel. Talked to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Talked to them that Jesus can forgive, even for the death of 7 million people and 6 million Jews. That is the power of the gospel. He goes on and, and his testimony. He said, when it came time, when the, when the trials were ended, 11 of, them were sent, 11 of them were sent to the gallows. He said of the 11, one, one committed suicide the day before, and that was Gary. But 10 of them went to the gallows. He said in his writings, four of them, four, came to know Jesus. And realized that Jesus had died for their sins. And that his blood was for even them. Even them. Those four went to be with Jesus. Those four murderers. And God knows the atrocities. Went to be. With Jesus. That is the power of the gospel. That is the love. The love. The beyond degree love. I love what that song says. Beyond degree love of Jesus. He was able to get those four into heaven. And you know what? They went. They went to the gallows. That they got to see Jesus. And they are with him this day. That is the power of the gospel. I want you to turn with me to Isaiah 53. If Jesus has that much power, and that takes power, folks. That takes power to take on the sins of a man that committed that much murder. We're talking genocide. We're talking Jesus' own people. We're talking about the Jews, Jesus' own people, and Jesus was able. Jesus was able to carry their sin. Isaiah 53. I'm going to begin in verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. This is Jesus, your Jesus on the cross. He said that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, all, all. Did you know that you were in the same list as a man that committed genocide Do you know you stand in that same list? Do you know that Jesus has the power to watch you stand there? He said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord God has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Of us all. Do you have the guts to believe that verse? Do you have the guts, the courage, the faith to believe that verse? That Jesus would even care about these 21 men, but he did, and he does. And you know what's amazing about that? If Jesus had the power to take on their sins, don't you think he had the power to take on yours? There is no sin, as Jesus says in Mark, and I laugh because I've grabbed the wrong Bible in mark it states all sin all sin is forgiven and blasphemies of all that they will blasphemy there's only one sin only one that jesus will not forgive and that is blasphemy against the holy ghost and folks if you're listening to me you haven't you haven't done it you haven't done it the atrocities is what jesus carried on the cross every sin do you know it doesn't matter what you have done it has been paid for it has been carried on the tree even if you have committed the unthinkable Jesus thinks about it because he carried it on the tree for you there is no sin none but that one that Jesus will not forgive if you will go to him if you will go to him it doesn't matter what you've done he is able the power of that gospel that power of the gospel is able to get you forgiven that power of the gospel that jesus carried that sin that he carried it into hell and paid for it that he died and that he was buried and that he rose again that's the gospel that is the gospel that jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried, and that he rose again according to the scriptures. That power of that gospel can get anyone, anyone, anyone forgiven if you will go to him and if you will ask him to help you, to forgive you, to bring you out of the sin you're in. There is no sin that he cannot fix. Not one, folks. Well, there is that one, but you haven't committed it. You haven't committed it if you are listening. Any other sin, he can handle. He can handle, and he did handle, on the tree. So I'm asking at the end of the program, that do pray for us. If you need to be born again, if you need your sins forgiven, Jesus is able. The power of the gospel is able to get you forgiven and he will lead you there.
1: You have to call upon the name of Jesus with a humble heart. A humble heart. And desire to be saved. To be born again. And confess your sin. That Jesus Christ died, He was buried, He rose again the third day. He went to hell for you in your place that you wouldn't have to go, and I wouldn't have to go. Thank God. confess him lord of your life oh he's savior leave on his name you can be saved definitely you also can make him lord of your life lord of everything you do amen He'll do it. he desires to be Lord of your life.
0: Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861 861- 327 Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.